What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wednesday, October 31st, 2018, you are listening to the Daily Dose Sports Podcast. And I am your host, Clint Daly, coming to you from the Mile High City right here in Denver, Colorado. You know, we are back for another day of talking sports with a dose of common sense. Happy Wednesday to everyone out there. Happy Halloween, actually, to everyone out there. How are you spending your Halloween today? Are you dressing up to go to work? Here is the question that I have. Why is it that the same people that spend so much time planning out their outfits, putting together their costumes to dress up for Halloween, are usually the exact same people that spend zero time on their appearance just on a day-to-day level. What is the correlation there? I don't know what it is. They look at Halloween and they're like, today's my time to shine. I'm not sure if you're on social media at all. Unfortunately, I think I kind of have to be just doing what I do. But I'd like to see some people today dress up as the person they portray to be on Facebook. Hey, that would be a pretty impressive costume because I've met you. I know you. That's not you. I don't know who that representation of you is. I've never met that person. That's not who you are in real life. Or maybe you're just staying home on your Halloween, going to work, getting home, staying in. I know here in Colorado, looking like we're going to get a little bit of weather. Maybe you're just going to stay out of the cold, hand out some candy. A few quick hints for you. Don't hand out fruit. Never a good idea. Don't hand out the sugarless stuff, like the bad candy. And don't do like the pencils or any of that. And I know you think you're doing kids a favor, and I get it. We appreciate the sentiment, but that's a good way to get egged. Or maybe you're going out tonight and you're taking some children trick-or-treating. Now, I don't know where you're located. Like I said, here in Colorado, they're talking about maybe some light snow flurries here for Halloween night. Uh, Here's a little free advice for you from the Daily Dose. If you're taking the kids out into the cold and you are of age, just throwing this out there. Again, free advice. Hot chocolate and Bailey's caramel in the thermos. You're welcome. You'll thank me later. Hey, if you'd like to contact the show, let us know what costume you are going to be wearing today. We would love to hear from you. Hit us up on email, dailydosesports at gmail.com, or go find us over on Facebook or Twitter. Both of those handles are at Daily Dose Sports, and it doesn't have to be about Halloween. If you've got some feedback for the show, got a question, you've got a comment, you've got a certain subject that you would like us to cover, feel free to reach out. We would love to hear from you. Today on the show, we will, of course, have to take a look at a number of sports news items that did come out yesterday. 
had a few things shaking up with the NFL trade deadline, had the first college football committee poll come out. So we've got a number of things to cover there. And you know what? Today being Halloween, we wanted to discuss the scariest athletes in sports today. Plus, as we do on many Wednesdays, we will have our Daily Dose Hump Day Power Rankings. Hump Day! You never know what we might be ranking this week. Let's jump into some breaking news, though. And let's start off in college football because the first college football playoff committee rankings actually did come out last night. You know, not too many surprises, really. Of course, they had Alabama and Clemson at one and two. They did, though, have LSU at number three ahead of Notre Dame, who is actually number three in the AP poll. But I mean, what can you say about LSU? That strength of schedule is so strong. I totally understand why they did it. Notre Dame was then four. And then Michigan and Georgia would be the first two teams out of the playoff at number five and number six. Now, Oklahoma is the top-ranked Big 12 team. They come in at number seven. And then Washington State is the top-ranked Pac-12 team at number eight. I'm a little bit surprised that the committee has Washington State as high as they do. That Pac-12 has not looked particularly strong this year. If Washington State were to win out, could they somehow play their way into the playoff It'll be interesting to keep an eye on that. But remember this, don't get too high. Don't get too low on these college football playoff committee rankings. They're just totally irrelevant right now. I understand they have a TV show. I understand they're trying to get viewers. But right now, they just don't matter. There is just way too much football still to play. A lot of these things are going to sort themselves out over the next month. Now, like I said, we did see a few moves in the NFL Prior to that trade deadline, couple of things happening, nothing huge. Talked about it a little bit last week. I didn't know if we were going to see big moves, but we did see a few moves of interest. The Green Bay Packers dumped Ty Montgomery just days after he dumped that game to the Rams on Sunday with that kick return fumble. They shipped him out as quickly as they could. Green Bay also sent safety HaHa Clinton Dix to Washington. That's a pretty good get for Washington. Might help their secondary. And it tells me that Washington really thinks they can compete this year over in that NFC East. The Rams made a move and traded for defensive lineman Dante Fowler from Jacksonville for a few mid-round picks. I don't know about that move. Dante Fowler is a talented guy. Dante Fowler is a bit of a head case. Been in trouble off the field. Hasn't really produced much on the field. Be careful, Los Angeles Rams. Yes, you got better from a talent standpoint. Not sure if you got better in the whole brain department there. The Philadelphia Eagles sent a third-round pick to Detroit for wide receiver Golden Tate. You know, the Eagles have just had so many injuries, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Getting Golden Tate does give that lineup a little bit of punch. He can still play. I believe he's 30 years old. Golden Tate could be very, very dangerous for the Eagles. I think that's a good get for them. The Houston Texans sent a fifth-round pick to Denver for wide receiver Demarius Thomas, which is a good move because the Texans lost Will Fuller to that knee injury last week. So picking up Thomas should fill a little bit of a void for what they needed. I mean, Thomas is a big wide receiver. Notice I didn't say Thomas was a good wide receiver. He looks like he should be good. Like if you just saw him standing there, you'd be like, oh, he must be good. But he doesn't like to get hit and his hands can be very inconsistent. Here is one note of interest though that I took away from the NFL trade deadline yesterday. They are saying that there were a few teams that were in the bidding 
for wide receivers Golden Tate and Demarius Thomas. They say the Eagles were in the bidding. Of course, they got Tate. They say the Texans were in the bidding, and they landed Thomas. The Tennessee Titans were trying to get a wide receiver. Didn't come up with anything. And the New England Patriots were also trying to get a wide receiver. They say the Patriots were fishing out there, seeing if they could land one of those two wide receivers. Now, here's a question. Why are the Patriots shopping for a wideout? They just got Julian Edelman back. They just picked up Josh Gordon. They're not already getting sick of Josh Gordon, are they? He's not already showing signs of being, let's just say, the guy we know he is. Is he? Because the Patriots are already looking for a replacement. I don't know. I just found that a little bit weird. Just throwing that out there. Thought that was a little bit weird. Don't be surprised if we see Josh Gordon maybe starting to have some trouble. The problem for him is not doing it one day. The problem for Josh Gordon is not saying, oh, well, look, he's been good for two weeks. We have to see if he can do it for two months and three months and four months because that's how long this season is going to last. I'm wondering if the Patriots are starting to get a bad feeling about that whole Josh Gordon situation. Finally, you know, more money was bet and more money was lost at Nevada Sportsbooks in September than any month ever since Nevada began tracking sports betting back in 1984. Nevada Books say they won $56.3 million off of $571 million bets placed in September alone. Both of those numbers are all-time highs according to the Nevada Gaming Control. They say that those numbers eclipsed last October's historical high mark of $565 million. Of course, we saw these big numbers come in in the first full football month since additional states outside of Nevada began offering legal sports betting. We know sports books have now opened in Delaware, Mississippi, New Jersey, New Mexico, West Virginia, and Pennsylvania and Rhode Island are going to start taking sports bets in the coming months. Doesn't look like the new competition affected Las Vegas at all. Not only did they win more money, they took in way more money. So all of these new states opening up gambling just seems like it's giving Vegas more business for whatever reason. Now, look, I know people love to bet on sports. And I know sports fans want to put their money somewhere. They think they can beat the house. They think they can beat the system. I'm just telling you, you can see by these numbers, and we say it all the time, do it at your own risk. Pick your spots. Be selective. Otherwise, I promise you, you are going to lose way more than you win, as evidenced by Vegas winning $56 million in just one month. Easy, easy money for the house. You got to be careful when you're doing any sports betting. Hey, coming back, it is Halloween, and we want to talk a little bit today about some of the scariest athletes in the world of sports. Athletes today are a little bit different than what they used to be, though. Today, of course, is Halloween, and athletes today, they're a different breed than when I grew up. And I'm not saying that one breed is better than another. I'm not saying one era is better than another. I'm just saying it's different. I'll show you what I mean when we look at some of the scariest athletes. Because let's first off talk Major League Baseball. And when you look at Major League Baseball in past eras, 
there were some scary players. There were some scary individuals in the game. I mean, someone like Randy Johnson was so big that when he fired that fastball at you, it felt like he was three feet away and throwing it at your head as hard as he possibly could. But you also had another breed of athlete. You had like country strong Nolan Ryan, who they say if there had been an accurate radar gun in his prime, Nolan Ryan was probably cranking it up near 108 miles an hour. Oh, and if he buries that ball in your back, don't rush the mound. Because not only was Nolan Ryan scary with his pitching, he would also pummel you in the face a few times. But you know, you also had guys like Pete Rose. You had guys like Lenny Dykstra and Jason Veritek. That's not exactly what we see in today's game. I mean, the scariest guy in the league today, he's scary for an entirely different reason. Mike Trout isn't going to fight you. He's not going to charge the mound. He's just a really completely lethal player. This season, Mike Trout hit 39 home runs. He had a 628 slugging percentage. Oh, and he's a really good fielder too. It's just different. Like I said, it's not better or worse. It's just different. Mike Trout is scary, just kind of different scary. Another good young player that is scary to face and a guy that can hurt you in so many ways is Boston Red Sox outfielder Mookie Betts. This season, he had a 346 batting average. He had 32 home runs. He had 80 RBIs. Again, Trout and Betts, good young players. Scary young players if you have to face them. Scary other than that, again, it's a little bit different. Switching over to boxing. You know, boxing, we have seen a number of scary fighters. Now, I personally, and this is just me, I do not put Mike Tyson up in my group of top fighters ever. But there's no question in his prime, he was as intimidating and as scary as anyone. Guys got in the ring with Mike Tyson and they lost the fight before the first bell even rang because they were scared to death of him. He's going to tear their head off. They were already losing the fight when they were just standing nose to nose making introductions. It wasn't just Tyson. George Foreman was as intimidating as it got. Not only was he a powerful puncher who could rip your head clean off, but you could hit him with a two by four and he didn't even flinch. It didn't even bother him. He just kept coming at you. George Foreman was pretty scary. He seemed like kind of that Michael Myers. He just kept coming at you. Sonny Liston was as intimidating a fighter as there's ever been. Extremely heavy hands. We kind of forget because of his fights against Muhammad Ali, but Sonny Liston knocked Floyd Patterson out in the first round. Yeah, that's a big hitter. And I'm also pretty sure he had some mob ties. So you might be scared of Sonny Liston for, you know, an entirely different reason. And you know, it wasn't just the heavyweights that we grew up with. Marvin Hagler was a scary dude and a tough dude and a mean dude. And Roberto Duran was another tough guy that gave the impression he wouldn't mind if we just cut off the gloves and we just fight. Like he didn't care. Roberto Duran was a scary fighter. Today, name a scary fighter. I can't come up with one. Canelo Alvarez is not scary. I mean, Gennady Golovkin might be a little bit scary in the ring, but genuinely seems like a nice guy. He's not scary at all. Who is the scariest person in boxing today? I don't even know. Golden Boy judges? I mean, they're scary if you're an opposing fighter because you're going to get hustled. But other than that, I can't name anyone scary in boxing today. It doesn't exist. 
It's not just boxing. The NBA is a kinder, gentler NBA today for sure. Think about the NBA back in the 70s and the 80s. I mean, you had a guy like Larry Bird. Great shooter, smart player, heady player. But don't get me wrong. Larry Bird would not think twice about punching you in the mouth either. And I don't mean like figuratively punching you in the mouth with his shooting and his free throws and his finishing ability. No, I mean a literal punch in the face. Larry Bird was just that guy. Someone like Wes Matthews, scary. Maurice Lucas would go old school, like bare knuckle brawling with you. Maurice Lucas was legitimately scary. Carl Malone was a country boy that just might take your head clean off. Ask Isaiah Thomas. Alvin Robertson is, you know, literally serving prison time. He was definitely scary. And in the 90s, speaking of Isaiah Thomas, we saw those bad boy Detroit Pistons. They would knock you to the ground on your head just for venturing into the paint. There were no flagrant ones or flagrant twos. You just picked the hardwood out of your scalp and tried to sink your free throws. That stuff doesn't happen today. Who are the scariest players in the NBA today? I mean, honestly, probably the scariest player today, everyone's scared to death of LeBron James. It's not like he's going to fight or anything. I'm not saying that. In fact, if a fight does break out, LeBron's probably going to go head the other way and hug his best friend. I mean, think about LeBron James. He's not a fighter. He's not that guy. Steph Curry talked trash to LeBron James and had no fear of retribution whatsoever. Can you imagine back in the 80s or 90s, can you imagine Steph Curry talking trash to Larry Bird? Forget that. Talking trash to even Reggie Miller. Reggie would dot his eye for him. No, people are just afraid of LeBron because he's so dominant physically. He can take a game over. He can hurt you in so many ways. Again, it's not necessarily a toughness thing. People are intimidated by LeBron that he's going to attack them, you know, within the rules of the game. It's a different situation. A few other players that are scary today, obviously, with the Golden State Warriors, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Kevin Durant, people are scared to death of that trio in Golden State because Curry, Durant, and Thompson are capable of lighting you up on any given night and just making you look terrible. I mean, just look at what Klay did to Chicago on Monday night. Drops 14 three-pointers, finished with 52 points. You run the risk. When you play the Golden State Warriors, you're going to be on Center. We're going to be talking about you the next day. Did you see the defense Chicago was playing last night? Oh, is that what you call it? Was that defense? I didn't see any defense. The bizarre thing about Clay, he barely touched the ball. It was catch and shoot, catch and shoot, catch and shoot. People are scared to death of Steph, Clay, and KD, even though the combined weight of these three is like 250 pounds soaking wet. People are scared of him in different ways. Anthony Davis with the New Orleans Pelicans is another scary guy in the NBA today because he can hurt you in so many ways. He can go to the basket. He can shoot mid-range. He is even developing a little bit of a long-range game, and that's scary to think about. But defensively, he's also a great rebounder. He's a great shot blocker. Anthony Davis is a very scary player. Just not the scary that we used to think of. Finally, we move over to the NFL. Now, the NFL has a history of scary players. And I would say this is the sport that we have seen the biggest transformation as far as seeing scary players in it. I grew up with guys like Lawrence Taylor and Ronnie Lott 
and Jack Tatum and Jack Lambert and Steve Atwater and Ray Lewis and John Lynch. But the league is now banned landing on the quarterback's body with your body weight. I mean, please, can you imagine that back in that era? These guys I just named, they would try to put all of their body weight into the quarterback's ear hole, let alone on his body. Jack Tatum used to have a contest with his secondary teammates in Oakland to see who could have the most knockouts in a single season. I mean, that's insane when you think about it now. But today, who are the scariest players in the league? It's a little bit different. I mean, today, the most fearsome defensive duo is probably down in Houston with pass rushers J.J. Watt and Jadeveon Clowney. We always wondered what would actually happen if these two were ever healthy at the same time. It's taken a while to actually see that. But we're starting to see that this season. So far through the first eight games, Watt and Clowney have combined for 12 and a half sacks. I mean, yes, they just kind of have to wrestle the quarterback to the ground and lay him softly on the turf, but they are still getting the quarterback down. There's something to be said for that. Not necessarily better or worse, just different. It's a little bit different. I'll tell you one of the scariest players in the NFL today, and he's only 5'10 and 185 pounds, and that is Kansas City Chiefs speedster Tyreek Hill because he is so fast. He can blow a game open on any play. Punt return, kick return, screen pass, end around handoff, long pass. It just doesn't matter. It looks like Tyreek Hill is running on that moving airport walkway compared to everyone else. So far this year, Tyreek Hill is averaging nearly 17 yards every time he catches a pass. He already has seven touchdowns. Scary, just a little bit of a different type of scary. Right now, I would actually consider Los Angeles Rams running back Todd Gurley maybe my favorite for the MVP over the last few weeks at least. And I know he's not a quarterback and we don't like to give that award to anyone but a quarterback, but Todd Gurley's pretty scary because he can run around you, he can run through you, he can run between the tackles, he can hit the edge and go around the end and take it to the house. Todd Gurley can catch, he can block, you know, I was watching that Packers-Rams game on Sunday. And not to take anything away from Aaron Rodgers, because he's clearly not 100% this year, doesn't have as much help as we'd like to see him have. Otherwise, I mean, he would be on this list. But Todd Gurley was the best player on that field on Sunday. And that's saying something, because there were some really talented players on that field on Sunday. Gurley can just hurt you in so many ways. He is a new generation type of scary player. But if I am picking the guy in the NFL right now, that scares opponents more than anyone in the league, it's gotta be the old man that runs like a pregnant deer and should be sure he leaves his shirt on when he goes to the beach. Because New England Patriots quarterback Tom Brady is still extremely scary to opposing defenses. You know, that week six game against the Kansas City Chiefs, you knew it was coming. You knew Kansas City scored too early Brady was going to dink and dunk and find little gaps and attack little seams and, you know, find Rob Gronkowski and just pick that Kansas City defense apart and there wasn't a single thing they could do about it. If there is a minute left in the game, you're up by five, Brady has the ball. How confident are you feeling? Yeah, me neither. He's done it for so long. And he's so good at it. 
Tom Brady, as bizarre as it sounds, is probably still the scariest player in the NFL. It's just a different kind of scary. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying scary athletes in sports today, they're just a little bit different than a previous era. I'm not saying it's all bad, but we do all kind of like to be scared sometimes, don't we? Okay, coming back, we have got our Hump Day Power Rankings for you this week. Hump Day! We are seeing some different teams have some success this year. We are seeing a few other teams that we expected to be better struggle a little bit this year. But here is a question that I have for you. When we look at these teams that are having some early success or maybe are struggling early, how much has to do with their age and their maturity? Going to talk about that when we get back. Hey, just a quick reminder that if you have any shopping you need to do, and I hate to bring this up, I really do, but Christmas is coming quickly. I know you don't want to think about that, but it is coming quickly. You might want to head over to lootcrate.com forward slash daily dose where you can find the latest pop culture collectibles featuring your favorite TV shows, movies, and video games. November's Loot Crate theme is now out. It is called Laboratory. Some truths can only be found under a microscope. Countless experiments in the Loot Crate Laboratory have yielded a collection of cutting edge gear that exists beyond mortality. Are you ready for the next step? Hey, November's Loot Crate theme features items from Bioshock, Westworld, and Better Call Saul. But if none of those franchises interest you, remember, you can go to Loot Crate. You can choose from a huge selection of crates. You can pick a monthly subscription of crates that you can order or skip every single month if you like what they're offering. Or you can just go over to Loot Crate and pick individual items to order. And trust me, they have just about any franchise you can think of. The best part about ordering from Loot Crate... When you check out, just be sure you type Daily Dose in the coupon box. We are going to get you 10% off your order just as a little thank you for tuning into the Daily Dose each and every day. So on Wednesdays, we like to actually go out and get some real numbers involved. Not so much an opinion-based segment, but we like to put together a list and see what actual numbers tell us. Today on our Daily Dose Hump Day Power Rankings, Hump Day, we are going to take a look at the NBA. And we know that the season is underway, and as we watch this season develop, sometimes it helps to keep in mind the average age of each team. Because sometimes it can explain what we're currently seeing on the floor and also what we can expect to see down the stretch on the floor. Today on our Daily Dose Hump Day Power Rankings, we take a look at the youngest NBA teams for the 2018-2019 season. Which teams have the lowest average age? Kind of interesting when you take a look at some of these teams that are on this list. Coming in at number five, they've got a 25.42 average age, and that is the Los Angeles Lakers. I don't know if I expected them to be that low because they do have some older players. But the Lakers have an odd mix of players on this goofy roster, but their young players are very young. They've got guys like Lonzo Ball. They've got guys like Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, Kyle Kuzma. And so some nights when you have young players, you're not going to get consistent effort. They just don't know how to do it yet. Now, by the end of the year, maybe they're starting to figure it out. But I'll promise you, some of these young guys on the Lakers team are going to struggle playing with LeBron James. They have no idea how to meet his intensity day in, day out. And also, I don't know how much LeBron practices. And that can be a huge difference for a young team. Because if they're not seeing him work as hard in practice you know they're going, 
oh, well, maybe we don't have to work as hard. No, you do. You're not him. You still need to do that. Going to be interesting to see how the Los Angeles Lakers finish up this season. Moving up to number four, at an average age of 25.22, the Phoenix Suns have been building through the NBA draft. They've collected a number of young, talented players. DeAndre Ayton and Dragon Bender, they aren't even old enough to buy a beer yet. Devin Booker, Mikhail Bridges, and Josh Jackson, they're just 21 years old now. So Phoenix could be a very different team by the end of the season than they are right now. Young, inexperienced, but very, very talented. I think Phoenix is getting better. I don't know if they have the right leadership in place, but we'll see how that works out. The Chicago Bulls come in at number three with an average age of 24.90. And again, they've got some good young pieces. Wendell Carter Jr. is only 19 years old. Lowry Markkinen is 21. And they have some veterans on this team, but they're younger than you'd think. Zach Levine, Jabari Parker, and Bobby Portis, they're all only 23 years old. But they've been in the league for, what, three, four years now? The Chicago Bulls are still a very young team. Could they start to figure some things out? Chicago needs to start getting better, don't they? You know the NBA wants Chicago to be better. That's a huge market. Bulls need to step up. The second youngest team in the NBA this season will be, kind of surprisingly, the Portland Trailblazers. And some of that is because they have not one, but two 19-year-olds on the roster. Anthony Simons and Gary Trent Jr. are just 19 years old. And it's also kind of crazy to think about. The oldest player on the roster for the Portland Trailblazers is 30-year-old Evan Turner. For one, I didn't even know Evan Turner was 30 yet. It seems like he just got out of Ohio State. But now, he's the old grizzled veteran on the roster. Evan Turner. That's who they're turning to for the sage wisdom. A little bit bizarre. Portland comes in at number two at the 24.78 average age. So who has the youngest team in the NBA this season? Well, it's actually right here in the Mile High City. The Denver Nuggets have an average age of 24.72. Michael Porter Jr., he's just 20. Malik Beasley and Jamal Murray are only 21. And even big man Nikola Jokic, he's just 23. Now the Nuggets are off to a very hot start. But just remember, that a team with this much youth, they're going to have some peaks. They're going to have some really good nights. They're going to have some nights when they really think, hey, they're starting to get it. They're also going to have some valleys. And some of those valleys could last a little bit longer. Keep an eye on how the Denver Nuggets navigate some of that adversity they're going to face this year. We know it's coming. It hasn't hit yet, but it will come. These five young teams on this list today, they're talented, but sometimes they're not going to know how to cope when things get difficult, even if they have a few veterans on the roster and say, hey, we're going to help you through this, they've still got to figure out some of these things for themselves. It's going to be interesting because these are five teams that I think are all worth watching. It's going to be interesting to see how they navigate this season with so much youth on their rosters. Today's Daily Dose Hump Day Power Rankings, the youngest NBA teams. The NBA season is already this early actually kind of interesting to watch there are some fun things happening in the nba this season hey tomorrow on the daily dose we will of course be bringing you the latest breaking sports news and you know i feel like we just might have a few sports media overreactions to talk about tomorrow as well what in the world is the sports media drumming up for us this week 
you know they always have something. I have to say thank you all so much for listening to and for sharing the show. Thank you for the emails, the texts, and the tweets. We do appreciate hearing from you so much. I have to say thank you to JSP. Could not do any of this without you. I will see you all tomorrow. Have a wonderful Wednesday. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.